Wedding photographers, and welcome to Wedding Photographers Unite, episode number 28. I'm one of your hosts, Andy Buscemi, in good company with the mythical legend himself, Mr. Neil Urban. Neil, how are you, sir? I'm good, Andy. How are you? I'm doing very good. It's snowing in Rochester, New York, Mm -hmm. and it's a new year, new season. Time to change, time to update our businesses and make things happen. Yes, I agree. Um, 100%. I just shot my first wedding of the year uh, two days ago, which went pretty good. Uh, Tried some new stuff. Um, Felt good to get back into it, even though I just took a couple weeks off. But uh, but it felt good to shoot again. It was was pretty nice after the holidays and everything. Excellent. And... um, I'm still, you know, I think last, the last time we had an episode, um, I said I was like three weddings off and now I'm just one and a half weddings off from editing and I'm going to be caught up and then I can, uh, I can go into phase, phase two of business here, which is, which is just (laughs) update, update the website and get into this other stuff. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm literally Mm -hmm. like, I'm on the cusp right now. I'm so excited to get to that point where I can revamp my business um so i agree 100 um, percent. i actually that's so funny that you brought that up because i thought about that earlier today um I, I took a look at my website which i haven't like signed in in months and i have so many new images to post on there i was like oh man i just gotta really really redo this whole thing so i'm kind of looking forward to that as well now i have a couple questions for you um now my portfolio on my website's getting a lot of images on there uh, right now. And I really, really want to get that down. I I think Mm. my wedding portfolio right now and my wedding gallery has about 80 something images. I think that's way too many. Um, I Mm. I really want to get it down to 30. What are your thoughts on that? Do you want to, are you going to do like different galleries of every section? Um, Are you, do are you all about like just showing everything or do you just want to keep it really minimal? Yeah, that's a, that's a, a great question. I think a lot of people have different, uh, you know, different thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think we both can agree on if you're over, um, a hundred, that's way too many images. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to show your best work and nothing but your best work. And, um, you know, if you, if you're showing too much, um, if it, if it can't be like that one image that just, you know, you know, shows who you are, um, you're, you're showing too much work. Um, so I think we both kind of, kind of agree there. And, and so for me though, I, I kind of, I'm actually a little bit more towards the higher end of like, you know, like, like I might put like 80 in there and I'm okay with that. Um, but, but, but I'm still, I think a refined portfolio, like down to like 30, 30 to 40 can be, if it can be stronger. I mean, if it can sincerely be a stronger portfolio, I think we're better off as photographers for for doing that. So I don't know what's going to happen, to be honest. When I when I go through and and put all my 2015 work in, and then make some real decisions, um, where I'll really end up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other thing too is what kind of website um, do do we have? Um, I think that you know I've seen a few photographers' websites that recently have moved to as opposed to showing a few you know one image at a time, which which I think. You know, probably you and I, we, I think we probably like the idea of one image at a time. It's one piece of artwork. It's one thing, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that a viewer should get lost in and see, you know, like what we were thinking as we were shooting that. Mm-hmm. But I do know that 
some of so I've been impressed with some people's websites, some photographers' websites that I've seen lately that have these um, uh, masonry galleries that have like kind of like have a lot of images and because the, the thing is is like you think about from a bride's perspective when the bride goes to look at the website. Um, if it's just one image at a time, are they going to click through them all? Hopefully if it's high quality work, they will. But, um, if not, um, you're, you're just kind of slammed with like amazing work, mm-hmm. you, you know, like on these masonry websites where, where it's just like a hundred like images that are like, wow, 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 wow. And chances are, I feel like, like they might click one image and then keep the, you know, keep looking through more anyway yeah, yeah. so i'm kind of debating on if i want to switch over to something like that do you know what i mean when i say that mm-hmm. what are your what are your thoughts on it you're you're probably more just like 30 images and one image at a time right that's how or, i am yeah and i, and I really yeah. i really don't want to change from that I, that's been successful for me since i started that's the way i'm i'm kind of used to and, and right now we're probably busier than we've ever been so that's what's working for me and i really don't want to go too far from it even though i'm showing about 80 images but i really really want to get that down to close to 30 or 40 and just show the really 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 strong images yeah you know i'm gonna have like an open question and conversation with you right now about my website and my business and what i'm thinking I'm, i'm curious to hear your thoughts about it um so one thing that I've always done and I've kind of backed off of, and I'm curious to know if you think that I should continue to back off of this. I think I think I already know the answer from you, but um, <laughs> I, um, I've always like posted like my top, you know, images from each wedding that I shoot, like my top 10, top 15 images from each wedding that I shoot. And, I, and they actually make it on the website itself. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask you if it's on the website or social media, but okay, it's on the website. Yeah, on the okay. website itself, and I wh- here's here's a reality, and let's talk real here. Mm-hmm. Some weddings are not as magical as others in terms of the the work that we get back, and and that's just a reality, you know. As far as, I think we know that as as photographers, as wedding photographers, right? Right. Um, it's tough to say that to, you know, to a bride or, you know, cause every bride wants their wedding to be the most magical thing and we get the most amazing images. But sometimes if the weather is crappy, if there's lots of things going on, there's not a lot of time. They just, the images might not be very strong, but mm-hmm. I've always pushed myself to like put out like the best 10 to 15 from a wedding, even if it is one of those weddings that isn't strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm wondering if like when people go to my website, if I'm showcasing, one of those weddings um i wonder if i'm if that's not the thing to do if it's, you know what i mean you know, I, kind of wondering if it's hurting you if if people look at that look at those images and let's say if they're not impressed by it then they just kind of move on to someone else right instead of moving on to more of your work of keeping them on your page yep um see i, I don't do, do it think? see you know, i don't like, i don't do it do it that way um so for me, I would say don't do it just because right. I, I mean, I, I can, I can see the positive and the negative. I can see the positive is to where if people look at that gallery and saying, okay, the, let's say if the bride and groom say, you know, I see that the location wasn't as strong as, you know, let's say if you shot in like a castle somewhere, 
Yeah, um, but do they know that? When when our parade, like, let's think back to our last thing, episode yeah. with your thing about C Spot Run. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, like if they're having a hard time uploading photos without taking cell phone shots, you know what I mean? Like, do they do they know that it, that it was if like people, not the best day? Yeah, I, you, <laughs> you know. know? <laughs> Honestly, from what I, I don't think people are put two and two together. Um, pe- people aren't wedding photographers. Like, I mean, we see this over and over again. But the everyday person, they don't know. You know, they, they just look at the images and they see if they like them or if they don't. And if they don't, they just move on. <sighs> Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, you have to think like one of one of these brides, you do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's not, the thing is that. You know, you, you can't think mm-hmm. like a judge or a photographer or a professional photographer. You have to think like one of these brides. Unfortunately, you do. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying. So it's it's uh, it's kind of a debate that I'm going to be thinking through in my in my head uh, with this with whatever I do. But I, mm-hmm. I don't know. But, but you I, know, what? I like to think that my clients are smart people. I like to think that you know that that those are my clients are like the higher the higher yeah. end people, and I, I, yes. I, I yeah. want to think that they're they that they know this stuff. But but some sometimes what people do is. If, if they're not, you know, high end, what they do is they save all their money and they put all their money towards you. Uh, so mm-hmm. they're cutting back of, of locations and all these other yes, details, yeah. you know, beautiful dress that, you know, they're not going to spend $10,000 in New York City. They're putting that money towards your photography. So, yeah. you know, it's 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 so tough to, to manage this stuff and think about it too much. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, um, I'm sorry, I don't that'll, have an that'll give me some food. But you know, no, our, no, that's, our, 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 listeners might, our, our listeners might have an answer for you. So if, if you have an answer for Andy or any help with Andy's question, um, yeah, please, please do. Uh, listeners, please remember that we have an assortment of handpicked information that's relevant to you. Um, but don't forget that this is Wedding Photographers Unite, a bi-monthly wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers and by wedding photographers. Oh, wait, Neil, did I just steal your line? <laughs> that was my line. That was my one line. I, I, I'm sorry. A wedding photography podcast. You gave me one job to do, and that's it. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. A wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers. By wedding photographers. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, the show goes live every other Tuesday. Um, and please do leave us a review on iTunes and send in emails to info at weddingphotographersunite.com. Um, uh, and any questions or thoughts that we have on the show. And matter of fact, um, I'll be mentioning something a little bit later about a listener survey. And um, I'll just mention right now that you'll probably see that in the show notes, but I'll, we'll talk to you a little bit more about that uh, later on in the episode here. Um, mm-hmm. Moving forward, uh, Neil, we're going to talk a little bit about the importance of in-person networking. Uh, uh, this episode, this might be a shorter topic. It might be longer, depending on what we have to say, but... Uh, what are your thoughts on, on, on networking? You know, how does, how do our businesses work? Why, why is, why is networking important? And, and, and what is the difference between, um, you know, doing everything online and, and actually face-to-face meetings with people? Any thoughts? Well, I mean, we wouldn't be sitting here today if it wasn't for in-person networking. Um, you and I met in person. Uh, well, actually, actually first, uh, we, we talked over, uh, Facebook and just as like mm-hmm. a little introduction to each other. 
um, giving each other kind of like little shout outs. Um, listeners, 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 before Neil goes on, I was just a huge, I'm, I'm, I'm still a little awestruck by Neil. Oh, stop it. I, I, I was, I was a huge fan back in the day when I sent him that first Facebook message back in 2009, 2010, some, 2009 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and when Andy sent me that first message, I, I looked at his work and I was like, gosh, what is this guy messaging me for? He doesn't need my help. He doesn't need anything. He's, he's very talented. He's got a good eye. What's he, what's he uh, doing contacting me? So, um, it was, it was a pleasure talking to you, um, at, at the beginning yeah, of but, your career, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, but then but, we built then we a relationship, person, right? Yeah, exactly. We met in person and, uh, we hit it off and, and here we are years later, uh, six or seven years later and, um, doing a podcast together. And when I'm booked, I have no problem whatsoever. I have all the confidence in the world to send my clients to Andy for him to take over and he can give them uh, a beautiful product just just as good as I can. So um so that's what network, in-person networking is all about, right? Yeah, and vi- and vice versa. And and so th- this is what I think um I want to mention just because it's a problem I think with our society with we want to do everything online. You know what I mean? Like I feel like even when it comes to brides contacting us in mm-hmm. in the beginning, right? I think more brides today are way more comfortable sending an email, shooting a text than actually picking up the phone and calling, you know, um, to have that actual communication with another human being. I think a lot of people are like, they just don't do that anymore or we don't do that a lot. And, um, and I think a lot of starting photographers, amateur photographers are much more easy to like, take that first step. Like, like if I sent you a message, you know, years ago, um, that Mm -hmm. part's fine. But then when it actually comes to like, meeting people and talking to people like you like it's a totally different person and 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 everybody just hangs out in the corner on their cell phone and everything like that (laughs) and um and that's not how that's not how you're gonna get business and meet friends in this industry and um you know and and meet other photographers that that are going to be willing to you know send you a wedding and send you one back personality goes you know so far in our business and um and I and we've mentioned this on the show before, you know, we've had these kinds of conversations before about mm-hmm. about, you know, putting yourself out there and everything. Um, but this is just an important thing that it's like you got to do this stuff. If, if you even, you know, here's the other thing, too, that I just want to mention is that there's a couple of local photography groups in, in our area in Buffalo and Rochester and everything like that. And a lot of the college kids that are photography students. Um, there's a couple of them that I know that, that really got to know me and some other working photographers in the area because they decided, you know, rather than not be involved in the community, they decided to just throw themselves out there, go mm. to these, these meetings, you know, with, with, uh, photographers that are actually doing their thing and they got to network. And you know what? I ended up using some of them as assistants. I ended up taking on one as an intern, you know, but it's because of that in-person networking. If you don't do that and, and what blows my mind, and this literally just blows my mind, blows my mind is I would talk to them and say, you know, your classmates, like, what are they going to do? Not coming to these things. I'm like, why are they not coming to these things? Because you have the opportunity to like meet a Neil Urban or like mm-hmm. meet, you know, these other people in our area that have names. And it's like, why aren't you doing that? You just to to start to get to know people and and then learn from them, put and and possibly work with them as assistants, whatever, so that you can actually you know get better and get to the point where 
where where you're going to improve. That it just blows my mind. You know that that, that some of their peers didn't do that. You know, and and um, people are so accessible now with online. Uh, all you have to do is throw someone a message or an email or even a text message, and people get right back to you right away. Uh, when I first got started, I mean, I was I was in the days of MySpace, and Facebook wasn't really a thing yet. Um, so I really didn't have access to – I had no idea who the photographers were in the area um, unless you look in the, the phone book. <laughs> but, I mean, and, yeah, this is only 10 years ago. But, yeah, this is, this is how fast uh, technology um, has, has gone since then. Uh, but, I mean, I got a written letter from – it was like an organization of photographers. It was actually a handwritten letter saying, you know, come out and, and uh, join us photographers. But they wanted a fee before I – before I joined, before I got there in person, um, I, I, it was just kind of weird to me. But that's how they did it back then. But now it's not like that anymore. It's it's so much easier now, and you have to take advantage of of, uh, of what's going on. So I'm yeah, so jealous. Of, I'm so jealous of the photographers who are just starting now. I mean, I sound yeah. like I'm I'm an old veteran, but I'm kind of really still new to the game. But man, I'm just I'm jealous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and all this stuff now is out there on on YouTube. It's all out there anywhere that you could possibly anything you want to learn, you can learn. It's just basically all out there. And back Our in the podcast, day, you know, wedding yeah, doctors exactly. united. I mean, this is exactly. free information. Exactly, and this kind of stuff didn't exist before, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and actually, you know, about a year ago, because we're almost at a year with this podcast, I think. Um, about a year ago when, when you and I were having the conversation and if we, you know, to ha- I think we can be open about this at this point, but it's like, um, you, you know, we're kind of like throwing out all of our tricks of the trade in the show and, and, and we're pretty much open books, like as far as how we run our business, what we do. And it's like, you, you know, we could be like, you know, some other photographers in our area might have been like, hey, guys, why are you doing this? Why are you telling everybody your secrets? And, you know, aren't you afraid of the competition and all that kind of stuff? And, you know, there might be like a small element of that. But the reality is, is that all the information is out there anyway. It's all <laughs> out there. You know, like like it's it's for your taking. It's for you can pick it off of a tree and, and do what you want with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, so it's like it's all out there to begin with. But then like it's like like I think we've talked about before it's like we're learning so much by doing the show that that we're just raising our own bars along that road exactly. too yeah. you know so I just think it's a mute point like totally a mute point um and that's and that's the difference between like this old school mentality and this new school mentality where people kind of understand that you know mm-hmm. um so any other thoughts on that before we go on? No, no. But I mean, for for those people who are from like a small town, just look online. Just search your your uh, your area for uh, photography groups, uh, meetup groups, um, anything like that, or your closest bigger city that's close to you. Um, I know. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of photographers who are out there that aren't from a big city. So just uh, try and try and befriend some photographers in your area and, and meet up once in a while. Um, our group meet. Our groups meet up once every month. Uh, I know there's a wedding meetup and there's a commercial meetup. Um, ASMP is the group, and then we are the wedding chat group. Um, so just just search for other different photographers. Um, speaking of the commercial photography, I'm getting more into commercial photography, so therefore I'm going to start going to the commercial groups uh, mm. just to see uh, their, the way they think and, and the way that they 
they do things. So I'm not bringing down the industry and I'm not just this new guy taking in, taking in, you know, everybody's business kind of thing. I don't want to be that guy. So I got to start showing up to these, uh, to these meetings and see what they do. Yeah, absolutely. And that's huge. I, I learned so much from the, from the S and P guys. That's ridiculous. You know, as far as, as far as all that goes, but, um, you know, actually, one more thing I just wanted to mention while we're on it, and actually might have been part of the reason why I was thinking of this, is because I just met one of our listeners um, at uh, Rochester uh, oh, yeah? wedding, wedding photography get together. And what's so funny is I was telling my um, my partner Sangeetha, you know, because she she joined us at, at this uh, at the at this group get together for wedding photographers in Rochester, and. Um, it's so funny because in Buffalo, I knew everybody. Like I could walk into a room and I just like, I know everybody in the room, you know? Um, but here it was so strange. And to think that, you know, Buffalo and Rochester are so close and I shoot a bunch here, but I never went to the, any of the meetings over here. Mm-hmm. But so to just like walk in the room and literally out of like a hundred people only know like five to 10 people was crazy to me. I was like, what is going on? This is so weird right now. Um, but it was cool though, because I, you know, because on that networking level, you know, of just meeting, meeting new people, there were some familiar faces that I was building relationships with. And mm-hmm. those turn that turns into work later on. You know, there's a, there's a, another photographer in this Rochester area that we've been trading weddings back and forth because, you know, you build that relationship, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, but I met one of our our listeners, uh, Nick, who has written into our podcast uh, before, uh, and he's in the in the Rochester area, and that was cool to actually you know not just see him in you know on the podcast or whatever or, or messaging on Facebook, but to meet some meet him in online, super nice guy, and uh, and Nick, what's up, man? You're a good dude, you know you know what I mean? And and now like if I you know if I even mentioned to him you know I've got this in this next uh, few months. This is a little bit more of my downtime. If he's got a project that he wants my help on, you know, I'm in the area and maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I might be available and, and we can kind of collaborate on, on, on some things here. So, yeah. Um, Actually, now, now that you're on that, um, you know, a good, a good spot for our listeners to meet us because our listeners are spread throughout the whole United States. I just want to throw it out there that I don't know about you, Andy, but I will be attending at WPPI uh, this year in Las Vegas and yeah. you know, I would love to meet some of our listeners. And we're gonna—I mean, I'm sure—in a couple uh, future episodes, we'll we'll post. Uh, I will post more. Andy will post more of. Are, are you going, Andy? I do. Have you? Yes. Have you yeah. I, I'm, okay. Yeah. I'm definitely definitely going again. And um, I think you know we we you and I loosely talked about this, but I think mm-hmm. even if it's just um, uh, you know, meeting in a hotel room or something like that with like 10, 15 people or doing, uh, you know, just, we'll, we'll kind of talk through details, but that would be yeah, cool yeah. To, to get together with some of our listeners that are not in our area. Um, it would be, would be very cool. Yeah, definitely. So, so I just want to throw that out to our listeners just to be heads up, just, um, uh, just follow us on Facebook and stuff and we'll post more details in, in show notes and pay attention to more, uh, podcasts coming out that we'll, uh, hope to meet you guys in person. Just before Neil, just before our last episode, it was I think it was literally, and or maybe it was an hour or two after we we recorded the last episode. The Nikon D five was announced, so we it just was you know to, it was that night that uh, it was that night right it was that night yeah. as, as, right as soon as we recorded the, a couple hours later, Nikon released the D five, the monster D five, and I texted to Andy. I was like. Really, they have to do this right now. <laughs> we have to wait two weeks before uh, we start talking about this monster. Um, so, tell us, Andy, what do you what are your thoughts on this on this baby? 
Um, so the big deal about it literally is just like the crazy ISO, um, <laughs> millions, like, and yeah, millions. millions and millions of ISO. How many millions of ISO do you want? You know, um, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm happy that, at 6,400. Uh, that, that's where I'm happy at. Um, yeah, but if they, you know, if they, want... you know, if they want to go up to 102,000, I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. For me, like. I that that's the most interesting feature for me because you still need quality light, right? Like yeah. even if you're shooting at high ISOs, you still need the that quality light in order to pull a good photograph together directionally. I'm talking about, you know, like mm-hmm. the directional light needs to be there. But sometimes, you know, even recently and even with like a with a, a the uh uh D750 um, where it does have incredibly good high ISO performance, as you know, as far as I'm concerned. Um, still, if if I I will sometimes kick it up to like twelve thousand eight hundred in mm. like crazy outdoor situations if that direction of light is very good, um, and it will get a little noisy. You know, it will get a little noisy up there. You know, anything over like eight thousand, if you're if you're not like exposed right on with some kind of directional light, it mm. does get a little bit noisy. So. Um, I, I mean, man, what we're talking about here is literally like four times the ISO is what we're shooting with right now. Isn't <laughs> it something like that? Um, something crazy, but can our eyes even see that direction of light? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, dude, already with our D, the D750s, they can see better than our eyes can at night, essentially. Yeah. You know, so I don't know what to expect with these things, but mm-hmm. um, I think so. I'm this is just, of, I don't know. This is just getting silly to me. Um, because lights are getting better and cheaper. Um, this whole ISO thing, I think this might be just a numbers game right now. Um, I think, I think they kind of peaked of where we really need to go. Um, I don't know about you, but I, that's, that's what I think. I think it's just kind of like the whole megapixels of, it was just a race to the, you know, know, once, once 6.0 came out, then 12.0 came out, then 16, then 28. I think now it's just kind of like a numbers game, just how, like how megapixels was. That's just my, maybe, but Neil, imagine this, imagine, (laughs) imagine you're outside in, in this, a dark in a dark alley with no lights at all yeah yeah or just even in a field and you just want to like light the couple with moonlight <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i think you'd be See, able to do the, that and get a clean image <laughs> you know yeah that's true but i don't know i like my lights i like my yeah. lights you know? it's no fun yeah, and if you turn on an LED when you're lighting the couple with moonlight, the LED will like blast the shit out of them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, like from the like back a speed or light at one at yeah uh, at full power. Yeah, yeah. Um. So anyway, that's a D5, and and the interesting thing about that body is just that. Um, man, see, I I'm gonna have to see it to be totally interested, to be honest, because well, I'm we'll see it in a couple months in Vegas. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Um. But you know the thing about it is uh, the you know it's 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 the flagship, so it's going to retail for around sixty five hundred or something like that. Yeah, it's sixty four ninety nine. Um, good price point for that kind of camera. You know, I was expecting mm-hmm. eight thousand, just like how the I think the D three X came out at at one point. Um, so yeah, sixty five hundred, not bad. But you know what? I'm I'm not ready to go back to the full the the huge body kind of camera. Yeah. Uh, my my wrist is feeling good after 12 hours, 16 hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when I first started shooting with the D3 and the D3S, um, I actually had to ha- put on a wrist guard um, to keep my wrist from 
killing me all day for 14 hours carrying around this big heavy body um you know it, it gave it gave me problems um medically so uh, I, I like my little body of of the d750 the d750 yeah and actually i'd, I'd that... actually like to go smaller to be honest i'd like to go <laughs> the, if, if nikon could maybe nix this d5 and come out with one of those mirrorless cameras that you know sony and fuji are producing Totally, and that, that's that's my conflict with like in thinking about this this um, you know the the D five is just that I'm so happy with these D seven fifties because they are so light. They have the ISO mm-hmm. performance that I really want, unless I want to shoot with mon- moonlight. Um, <laughs> but uh, and but yeah, if anything, right? I've been eyeing the Sony A seven R twos, you know, as mm-hmm. as potential like a third camera, fourth camera kind of thing. Um, but uh, so it's going to have to really impress me with what this thing can do at a high ISO um, in order for me to really kind of care because I'm I am so happy with these the D750s and think about the price. Right. Right. You can buy three D750s for the price of one of these. So this thing is going to really have to prove itself to me to justify the price tag of sixty five hundred when you can get you know, a D seven fifty for like under two, 2000 now. Um, yeah. and, and it's really just kind of like the perfect wedding camera as far as I'm concerned that D seven fifty because it's, it's, you know, when we're, when we are running around all day with two bodies, um, like a lot of us are, um, that extra weight and, and, you know, just what, what that camera is capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I don't, I'm, I don't have a lot on my wish list right now in terms of what can be better with it unless right. it's maybe smaller, like you said, or, mm-hmm. Well, the higher ISO is, is still something for me too, but but it would this D five is really going to have to prove itself for me to be interested. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm happy with the D seven fifties as well, and I think they're going to last me probably, hopefully, two more years. If maybe maybe one more year, maybe hopefully two, yeah. um, and then just keep on upgrading because I lo- I love the price point. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, okay. Uh, topic number three. Uh, is this Vogue article uh, that just basically came out saying, hey... article. And it came out like the day after we recorded last time, too. Right, exactly. (laughs) What's going to be released tonight or tomorrow, Andy? What's going to (laughs) be, really? Something's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. Um, But yeah, the the Vogue article is just basically, don't hire a wedding photographer. You don't need those. Just uh, just have the friends use their cell phones is essentially what it said. So I don't know if there's... You know, I don't have too many things to say on this because this topic, to be totally honest with you, is just it's kind of like it's stupid. Yeah, it's stupid. And, I, you know, it's kind of almost like beating a dead horse where it's like the the, mm. the couples that that want to hire us for, you know, couples that understand what what quality is know that what they're looking for. Um, I think that's a great article for couples that don't really know what they're yeah, see now, now the more that i'm talking about this the more that i actually do have things <laughs> to say more about you, it, right yeah exactly because <laughs> because it is it's like it's because many clients don't understand or can't see the difference but if then if then again if they can't see the difference what does it matter anyway i don't know mm-hmm. neil why do we care about this thing i'm i'm having a horrible time over here explaining why i mean why, i don't know i don't know i've i've yet i mean i guess this is a subject just for us to get on like a little rant session i think i think whoever this writer for vogue was was probably someone who was just pissed off at their own wedding photographer that they maybe have missed something or i don't know but i've never i've, I've yet to come across an instagram picture with where a guest took an image and i was actually impressed by it uh if if something was impressive by an image um 
they were pretty much using my lighting uh, during the reception. Um, that, that's the, that's the only time I'm really impressed. I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's that's really, really good lighting I see on the couple right there. Uh, who, who lit that situation? Uh, that's, that's, that's the only time I'm really impressed by yep. anything um, that a guest that a guest posts. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, this is pretty much just, just clickbait rant stuff. Um, yes. yeah. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that Vogue actually put this out there. It's, it's kind of like saying, okay, Vogue, uh, how about instead of, you know, commercial and high-end uh, fashion photographers taking your images, uh, let's just see what some random person can yeah, do. Yeah, what a cell phone can do on the street. And, exactly. And, exactly. And, and it's, also, just, it's just stupid. It's, and how I, hypocritical. I how, if you surveyed, you know, 100, 100 brides that, that work for the organization Vogue and asked them how many of them had wedding photographers or you know every oh, everyone yeah. you know there might be one out of uh, not one out of a hundred so it's just totally uh this hypocritical article written um from the case of like you said you know they must have not been happy with their wedding photographer or or something along those lines but it's about you know who's directing you know the the shots that you're going to get from the day and that's where i also think you know like long term what's going to happen um yeah. When if if there is more of a convergence between video and stills, if these cameras can capture high high frames per second, and we can pull stills out of that, which mm-hmm. is, um, it's going to be about who can direct and who can who can, um, you know, make make quality images that that somebody's that people are proud to show their their friends and family, you know, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. that doesn't happen from a cell phone and and getting lucky when everybody's shooting with a twenty millimeter cell phone camera that with you know with a one over ten shutter speed that that drags all over the place, <laughs> you know, yeah, so. Yeah. Anyway, maybe that was just a short little rant for for that there, but um, mm-hmm. and but no, uh, I'm sure everybody agrees with us. You know, it's our our lives are or our our uh, our jobs are you know being attacked. So you know, we all got to unite on that subject. Unite wedding photographers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, going on to uh, going Stupid. on to going on to this actually the next I guess topic number four if you want to call it that, but. Uh, we are going to put together, or we have put together, a listener survey uh, for listeners to Wedding Photographers Unite simply because we want to know how we're doing. We want to know how we, what we can improve. We want to know who our audience is. We want to know how we can um, better present any topics to you or better ha- you know, have guests that you're interested in hearing. Uh, so what we have is a, a listener survey, and you'll be able to find that in a few different ways here. Um, in the show notes itself for the episode, um, if you look at those, you will see a link to the listener survey within that. Uh, also, it'll be, of course, on the WeddingPhotographersUnite.com. And on WeddingPhotographersUnite.com, if you go to the show notes um, for the show, you'll see the link there as well. Um, the next um, thing that I just want to mention about this survey is for your time to do it. <laughs> Listen, it's not much, but it's something, okay? Uh, for 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 your time to actually go through and um, do this survey, number one, it would really be helping us out. But number two, um, we'll pick the top Canon shooter and top Nikon shooter. And I have gifts for you. I have a small little token. It's a small little token. We'll take names out of a hat or whatever. Um, but if you shoot uh, Canon, I have a 28 1.8. Uh, lens, which I think is like a $400 lens or something like that, um, that yeah. I just kind of had hanging around since I switched from, from Canon to Nikon. So um, it's, once again, that's a Canon 28 1.8 lens. Um, and if you go ahead and fill out that survey and your Canon shooter, um, you can get that. 
um, and Nikon shooters. Um, it's maybe not quite as nice as the 28.18, but I've got a 50, 50 millimeter 1.8. Um, that that will can come your way for a, if you're a Nikon shooter and you know can I have it can I fill this out <laughs> you can, no Neil if you are associated with wedding photographers unite in any way shape or form you are disqualified um, no but you know I think you know for for prof- you know professionals those are you know actually I think the Canon's a great lens I'd shoot that today but even the fifty one eight you know I oh, I'd, I'd shoot that all day yeah, I'd shoot that all day too it's a, actually it's actually, an amazing actually, lens you know, I, I mean it's it's not the one point eight I have the one point four and my wife in this past wedding she shot the entire wedding she did not take it off her her camera at one time i mean she was absolutely in love with it so uh i mean highly recommend i mean i don't think there's much of a difference between the 1.4 and the 1.8 but beautiful beautiful lens you can literally shoot an entire wedding with that lens so yeah i'd highly recommend of uh filling out that survey and trying to get it yeah and i think this is like you know i might sign under an uh an alias <laughs> name and <laughs> get it for myself god damn it neil <laughs> I'm sorry. sorry. Um, Yeah, but I think like especially like if you're starting out and everything like that, I think that's 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 a cool thing. So um, so what we'll do is, uh, you know, we'll have it on the survey. You will need to um, put your email address towards the end of the survey and whether you shoot Canon or Nikon. Um, but if you can do that for us, we would really appreciate it because that'll give us some some feedback from you guys and know what we can be doing better as we go into our second year of Wedding Photographers Unite. Um. And oh, the yeah, other- and if you're yeah, if, if your email address has urban at all in it, change it because Andy's gonna think <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, me. That, that, that's right. <laughs> Keith Urban, you may not apply either. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, but actually, the only other thing I just want to mention about that is we're gonna let that run through the end of March and then in, just so we can promote it like two, three episodes. And then mm-hmm. at the beginning of April, uh, we will pick, um, you know, we'll pick somebody to, to win those lenses that I just mentioned there. Um, and Neil, you just uh, secretly yeah. added a fifth yes, topic here, I did, and I, I did, love man. it. I, I love this topic. I love it. I, why don't you? Why don't you go go for it first? Well, I, I can't remember what episode it was in, but it was when you had me try on the virtual reality, the the glasses, the yes. helmet. The I don't know. We posted Steam. a picture of the stone notes. Yes. Yeah, well, actually, no, I'm sorry, not Steam, but this is Gear VR. That this is a few episodes ago. Actually, almost mm-hmm. half a year ago now, because you know. Yeah, but it was over the summer. It was at your old studio. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was I was kind of blown away by it. It was a whole new world to me, and uh, you, know, you have to go back and listen to the episode. I think it was the episode where we had um, Chris Wheaton, uh, which actually they just had their baby. Um, so congratulations to them if they're listening. Absolutely. Um, but but anyways, it was that episode, and uh, but yeah, on Facebook, I I think I've watched like three or four of these things. They just randomly show up in my feed, and they're these virtual reality clips um, that companies are now using or just random people are using uh so people are getting a hold of these this gopro gopro system as to where they can uh do like a 360 degree Mm -hmm. um videos and i've watched like three or four of them just this week alone and i've noticed that there's big company um if you go to universal studios um they they put one of these on one of their um roller coasters roller coaster rides i was blown away by it and i don't even have a headset system i was just watching on my iphone just just turning all around for it um so i mean andy you you uh you predicted uh that this thing was gonna take off and i already i mean (laughs) if this is gonna if i've if i only watched like three or four of these things in the past week I can only imagine this thing just kind of really, really taken yeah. off. Really, seriously. All I have to say and- is I called it. I called it, everybody. And <laughs> no, but 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 honestly, like 
this is and, and if you go back to that last episode or whatever we did on that and the vr with just the gear vr this thing i'm telling you it is 2016 is the year of virtual reality in terms of like the actual see what what i had then was kind of like the innovator edition and but the real virtual reality stuff oculus rift and vive and microsoft is working on something and sony is working on something these virtual reality ha- um, headsets the real versions of them that are powered by powered by actual full computers are coming out this year and i I just want to call it again. I want to call it on on this day again that this is going to change so much about our society and our culture and and and, mm-hmm. and having meetings. Um, I I can I want I want to call it right now that probably by the year twenty eighteen twenty nineteen. Okay, I don't even maybe twenty twenty that far. I would I would say by next. I would I would say by next year, late next but year. But even like I, what I was about to say though is like that we'll have consults in virtual reality with mm-hmm. with like clients, with wedding clients, um, and uh, so I'm sorry my my uh, phone just went off here. I I have the my Galaxy S6 set to whenever you say computer respond, and sometimes <laughs> if I say computer, it all it all of a sudden uh, just you know comes back. So let me put that over there, mm-hmm. uh, but. <laughs> But, but the point was, man, is like this thing is going to like we will have consults, you know, in VR, like we will record things in VR or we'll pull frames in VR. It's literally is like that first step. And, and, and years down the road, it's going to go from these stupid, awkward headsets that we put on our face to, mm-hmm. oh, I can just have VR in my glasses. And right. and then oh I can just have VR in my contact lenses. It, it, it like I'm talking. I feel like people are so short term in terms of thinking about this. Um, like when you bring this up to other people, think oh this silly toy VR or whatever. No, you don't get it. Like you don't get like what is going to happen with this thing. You know, twenty, fifty, a hundred years down the road, it is going to change our society for the better or the worse um, going forward. And I feel like understanding that now. Um, and being aware of that in whatever industry that we're in, and for us as wedding photographers, that means, hey, we should start thinking about this, this you know, video converging with VR, and mm-hmm. and how are we going to want to capture our weddings so that later on in life, people can put on their glasses or contact lenses and look around the room that they got married in. Um, right. You know, like that is going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, um, it, I think about that every time I watch a new video is what I can do with it. Um I just hope the price point's okay. Yeah. So I can start using it. Yep. So, but yeah, it's it's here, and I was a I was a skeptic. I really was. Mm-hmm. And and I I actually have the Oculus Rift, the actual Oculus Rift, on pre-order, and I've got my pre-order in just in time, which means that I should have the the actual thing here, uh, like at the end of March, early April. Um, so that's going to be very, very exciting. Um, I can't, and, um, but you know, again, this is still like the first version of this, you know, these big, awkward, goofy headsets that you have to be tied into a computer with it's I'm talking, you got to think long-term here, people You got to think long-term about where it's going. <laughs> and when I was, and when I was, I was starting to watch one of these, I was looking around the house for like a cardboard box, how, how I can Google, mount one yeah, onto my the, head Google, but, <laughs> just for like a, a fast. Yeah. Unfortunately, if, if people out there, if you have tried Google cardboard, 
um, you're getting a really kind of janky experience in terms of like what VR really will be because um, mm -hmm. you, oh, you really 100%. need like like the, the Oculus Rift, you really need to be at like 90 frames a second, 120 frames a second for you to actually mm -hmm. have that feeling of presence and actually feel like you're literally there. Um, when it's, when it's less than that, you can, there's a lot of motion sickness that can set in. Um, and especially with Google cardboard and that kind of thing, I think it's good to, to try that if you haven't tried it at all. And if you can, you can, it's like 20 bucks, you can get it, uh, you know, can get Google, uh, Google cardboard viewer or whatever. Um, it's good to, to see what, what, to get a glimpse of what things are going to be like. But if you mm -hmm. soon in 2016, m more and more of your friends and people, you'll, will start having these things and and it'll t it's so hard to describe vr until you actually do it um because when you actually do it then you then, then you know what to explain but just sitting here talking about it, it's like you're babbling like an idiot you know like about what it is <laughs> because you don't really know until you actually do it and and not only just even do like i'm not sure what what we did with you neil if you i I think mm -hmm. you did the Cirque du Soleil thing. Is that what I had? For yeah. You? Yes. Um, but there's even like the video stuff is cool. But like when you look at the CGI, the computer graphics stuff, that actually looks even crazier in terms of immersion because it's not, it's not as less pixelated and there's less of a screen door effect, I think, with that kind of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. It's just, trust me, people, this is going to be huge for our society and where it goes. And and also, one more thing that I just want to mention on Money Photographers United that I just want to call right now, and this is really left field, but I'm just going to get it out there. We're living in a computer simulation already. Look, up, go, oh, ahead, go ahead and Here Google go. the computer simulation <laughs> argument, and it's very possible that we might be in one anyway. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> So, so, so that said, now that I've got that on my system, um, thanks for throwing in the VR thing. There. And, and you're mentioning this right as soon as you were asking for our listeners to fill out a survey. <laughs> I know. Like, like, dude, get your crazy left wing theories out of here. Um, okay. So that said, we're going to come back to a little normalcy and uh, we're going to end with picks and tips of the show. And I actually have, I hope it's okay, but I have two of them. Um, the first, the first is I just want to mention um, that Sam Hurd and his buddy Nathan, um, Sam Hurd was on our show, uh, I don't know, uh, half a year ago or something like that. And Sam Hurd's amazing. If you don't know who he is, um, number one, you should go back and listen to that episode with him, but also Google him and look at his work because he's incredible. And I think he's one of the leaders of, in terms of like doing new stuff and making things happen. And, and, uh, and I think he's, I think he's a phenomenal photographer. Um, so I, Sam talked about his podcast that he was going to be releasing way back when, and he finally just released it this January. It's called the Epic podcast. And uh, you should iTunes that and subscribe and listen to that. It's him and his buddy Nathan, very similar to what Neil and I do. Um, you know, just just kind of hanging out, talking wedding photography. Um, and they're awesome. And the podcasts have been great. And I've learned a lot from them um, and listening to that. So you should check out the Epic Podcast. Um, cool by Sam and Nathan. And um, my other pick that I just wanted to mention is. I've got this cool LED here and it's called uh, at least the back of it. This is so funny because I looked at it in Google and it's telling me it's something different. But, but the one that, at least the one I have in my hand, it's called the newer LED 308. Uh, it's an LED and on Amazon when I look at it, it tells me that it's the best light LED 308C. Um, either way, I'll link to it in the show notes. But here's the point. This thing is amazing and it's 64 bucks and it's like it's an actual panel and it's got um it's got an a, not only an led on the uh, you know obviously it's got an led panel on the front but it gives you some dif different filters 
and you can change the output percent from 100% to 25%. And you can change the temperature from 33K to 56K. And Which is great. you can yeah. have up to 15 channels. Uh, you can have groups A, B, C, D, or F. And it gives you a remote control. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, all that for $64. And this thing is bright. It's beautiful. And I feel like this is something that would have cost like three, 400 bucks just a few years ago. Um, super impressed. Love it. Quality and Andy's shining amazing. it right, right into the, right into the camera. Thank you, Andy. No this. problem. <laughs> oh, oh my, this is, this, hey, it's yeah, I was just up. about to say that. I, I, <laughs> Neil and I are on Google Hangouts and I'm, Ooh, let's, let's give me some direction. Exactly. I'm, I'm lighting. <laughs> see, we talked about virtual reality and here it is right here. I'm literally lighting Neil. It's going this. into my, oh my, my camera and, and it's going all the way over this nuts and it's lighting him up. Come on. What? That's so weird. I just, I just, I just screenshot that. <laughs> Okay, so that's my pick. It's a it's an amazing LED for sixty five bucks. It gives you remote control. Um, I've never seen a better quality light for the price. Um, and the and the back panel is pretty cool. It's all digital too. Yeah, it's got um, a digital back panel. Uh, I don't know how they pulled that off for yeah. the price. I don't I don't even get it. I mean, for for lights that at that price point, they're all it just has on off switch. That's all I've seen so far. But with that many options, I might might pick myself up a couple. Yeah, uh, the one thing you'd be got need to be careful is it does not include a battery. Um, but it's a very standard mm. battery, so make sure you pick up. And a batteries battery cost what two hundred bucks? No, 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 no. You you can pick <laughs> up a whole kit with the charger. It looks like for just about a hundred bucks or so. So I'll actually link to the to the whole kit to the package. Oh, rather that's than how they get you there, so. every yeah. time. That's how they always get yep. you. So um, so yeah, that's my pick. And and Neil, you did not have a pick earlier, but I told you to be thinking one no, throughout no, the show. Then, then you... Do you have a pick? Do you have a pick, Neil? Then you asked me, what's in your bag? And you know what? One thing that I absolutely love using are the uh, Westcott Rapid Boxes. Uh, they're very popular. Um, but, I mean, I've I've had these for about two and a half years right now. I bring them on every wedding, every shoot that I do. I throw them. I, I, I do not treat these things like, like a brand-new lens. I mean, I throw these things around. I rip them apart. And, man, the quality of these things are absolutely incredible. Um, I, I, I can't say... I can't give it a better review than um, I absolutely love them. They're, they're still almost like brand new and man, I treat these things like, like garbage. Um, <laughs> so they're very, very dull, durable. So gotta, gotta love that being a wedding <laughs> photographer when you just on the go, you know, you're just shooting along, you got to throw things in your bag and throw them into the car. Um, yeah, they're, they're awesome. They've, they've tumbled, they've, they've fallen down so many times just because I don't carry around sandboxes with me and, um, hey, sandbags with me, but and yeah, by the way, awesome. by the way, listeners, um, I f I'm going to say something quasi controversial or maybe not. I don't know. You should treat. It's funny that you just said that because Neil, I think that you should treat your gear like garbage. I'm going <laughs> to say that again. I think that you should treat your gear like garbage, and the reason that I say that is because so many photographers are all like, "Oh my god, I got to pack this lens up and pack this thing in this perfect mm -hmm. way, in this perfect way." And I'm like, when you do too much of that on a wedding day and you're too concerned about what's, you know, your front caps and end caps and back caps and, and this and that. And, you know, like, I feel like when you get too concerned about that, you miss shots because you're not, you know, you're, you're too concerned about protecting your gear and stuff like that. And it's just gear. They're just toys. They're tools at the end of the day. And, um, for me anyway, my strategy is 
treat it like crap. Uh, not, not totally, not totally. Um, you, you know, because you know, we obviously don't want to be throwing money out because from a business standpoint, right? But, but this stuff is yeah. Because I do strong, have to man. send. It's, it's built yeah. to last if you're if you're not a jerk, a total jerk with it. I have to th- I have to send three items into Nikon right now. Me too, so, actually. Um... <laughs> <laughs> that is totally true. I've got three things that I've been waiting to send in myself. What do you have to send in, and I'll let you know. So, yes. what you got to send in. So yes, people, uh, take it. Take our advice and uh, take. You know, treat your gear like crap and send them to Nikon at, uh, but every let, year. But let's, but, ca- let's talk look. about the cost analysis. Let's actually do this. Neil, what do you have to send in? I'll mm-hmm. tell you what I have to send in, and let's talk about what that means. Go ahead. Well, I have to send in um, the D750 already just because I dropped it, and the one of the buttons is stuck on it. The info button is stuck, so I can't get into the menu at all. I've been shooting. I, I still shoot with it. And whenever I just see a picture, I just look at it, uh, the the picture does pop up on it, uh, and then I make my adjustments from there. But it's all it's pretty much all manual stuff. I can't I can't really change too much of the setting. I mean, I can, but it's it's kind of mm-hmm. difficult. But I've, I I shot probably about three or four weddings with a broken <laughs> camera. <laughs> okay. Because, and, uh, and, not, hey, and not because, it's still, it's still and, but I'll tell you why. Images, but I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, but though. the reason is, is because you're so busy and you have other weddings to send that camera in. It, like time wise, right. is like impossible to do. So you have to keep shooting with what you got, and it's the same thing. That's right. why I haven't sent my stuff in I too. Do. So what else? Yeah, I do have backups, but I do want a backup. Backup still. of backup. I, of backups. I, I, I didn't we should really have yeah, three. Exactly, if, exactly. if you minimum we should have three cameras at a wedding whether that's between just one if you're going solo or if between a second shooter minimum i'm saying but what else do you have to send anything else uh sb 900 uh it just needs to um one of those flashy one of the lights blew on it and then also um my 14 to 24 i'm really really scared about this thing because this thing is i mean the glass is okay, but man, this thing is—it's shot. It's it rattles when you shake yeah. it. Um, it. It looks like it, it just looks yeah. bad. So, and and I have to send in a fifty my, my fifty one four Sigma the art series lens. And which, by the way, the reason that I have the fifty one eight that I'm giving away as part of our part of our survey is because I mm. needed to get a fifty millimeter because I just I just haven't had time to literally go to go to UPS and send in my Sigma. Um, like, so are you sending that right to? Yeah, Sigma? that one I'm going to have to send. I want to send directly to Sigma. Um, okay. And uh, and then there was a couple other. Oh, the, I have a one thirty five Nikon that. It's kind of just like a disappointment of a, as a lens overall for me. It was made in the 90s, and 135 is my favorite lens, and it's not like up to par with Canon's 135. Um, but mm-hmm. th- that lens itself I want to send in because I think it's not just – it's soft at, at f2, even at – this got this DC focus ring or whatever. But it's just it's just way mm-hmm. too soft, and it's it doesn't focus. And even after you do the micro focus adjustments, it still isn't focusing. Um, so, and this thing auto focuses. Well, it auto focuses in okay. theory, but it auto focuses in the completely wrong spot. It's it's either back focusing or front <laughs> focusing to a degree that even the micro focus okay. adjustments do not do anything. Um, mm-hmm. so there's that, and then, um, actually, there's a few lenses I need to sell because I upgraded um, some other lenses. So it might just be the two that I need to send in. But my my D750s, and if you're shooting D750s and you're unaware of this. Um, some of the first batches of them had this light leak issue. Um, and I've kind of, it was enough that it was annoying to me, but that I 
literally I didn't find out about it until this wedding season, 2015 wedding season. And I had to just keep shooting without sending them in because I, there was no time for me to send them in. Um, so there's a light leak issue Ooh. that I finally just sent them off to get repaired and I just got them back recently. So, um, so yeah. Um, but, but you know, when you talk about the, well, it's, well, it's that time of year to do yeah, so, but what I wanted to send this, what I wanted in. to mention is, is like, was, isn't it worth that? For the for the sigma that that might have fallen and taken a spill or whatever, and for the for the one other lens, like for me, it's it's worth sending in. You know, maybe having a few hundred dollars of repairs for not worrying about it and getting more photographs and getting better stuff and and being more in the moment of shooting rather than being too freaked out and putting uncaps on and missing shots. You know, that's just me. Mm-hmm. That's just my mentality anyway. Um, exactly. Not that there's a right or wrong. Um. Anyway, uh, that is going to wrap things up for episode number 28 of Wedding Photographers Unite. Please do remember to subscribe in iTunes, leave a review in iTunes, help us help you by going to info at weddingphotographersunite.com, send in any questions, and also don't forget to fill out that survey in the show notes. Um, and, you know, maybe you could be the lucky winner of a 518 Nikon or a 2818 uh, Canon. Um, and, Neil, uh Thanks for for joining in episode number 28. And where can people follow you? Neil Irvin, N-E-A-L-U-R-B-A-N. Follow me on Facebook. That's a good uh, that's a good area to, to follow me on. And, what about and, yourself? and just Google my name, Andy Buscemi, B-U-S-C-E-M-I. And uh, my social media will come up there. And, and I'm going to get so much more active in some different areas starting in 2016. But just, uh, just give us some time. Just give us some time. It's happening. But Facebook is where I am most active, even though that has even been light. Do you know where I'm most active? Right here on Wedding Photographers Unite right now, at least, at least most recently. <laughs> um, but, Every but, two weeks. Yeah, huh? but that's going to that's gonna change now that I'm going to be a free man uh, a little bit with some of the, with now that weddings are down. And I can kind of focus on and, and revamp business and everything like that. And think about what I'm going to do with social media so uh anyway uh thanks for listening into episode number 28 everybody and we will see you next time wedding photographers unite